Bedford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. This is Thelma Sue Binkley. It's about the research I called you about, the family tree. Did you talk to your daddy? We maybe can. To paraphrase my podcasting partner, why don't we do... That's not paraphrasing anything you've ever said. Uh, let's talk okay. about Rockford Files, Steve. What do you think? Okay, sure. Why not? Let's do that. Uh, I wasn't sure who you were going to... I thought you were going to pull, pull on Anthony Marco, but... Anthony, you know. I, I can't paraphrase Anthony because he can just go on and on without pausing, which I yeah. find I find impressive because uh, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't paraphrase Isabel because it just never turns out well. No. Cause... It's just a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a good idea. Uh, and then there's Daniel the Russian, but I, I always do with him. You know, I, I could always, you know, is that Daniel a bit of enough? But that's just an accent. That's not really a thing. Anyway, yeah. why are we here? We're here to talk about the Rockford Files because this is $200 a day plus expenses. A Rockford Files podcast. Emphasis on the A. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to now just go out on a limb and say it's the best Rockford Files podcast. I'm, I'm just going to okay. say that. Okay. Uh, until I'm proven wrong. Okay. Uh, we have one review on iTunes and it's five stars and it says we're okay. very knowledgeable. Okay. So keep sending in those reviews, folks, um, as long as they're positive. Uh, yep. And as <laughs> I said before, any complaints to yeah, Oliver, Oliver Rockside? Because this is apparently his favorite podcast. Yep. So it goes to him. He's he's uh, yep. uh, vanity credit ahead. executive producer, we'll say. Um, so this there you go. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, Just by Accident, which uh, aired on February 28th, 1975. Um, and you know, so we're getting, we're almost at the end of the series, a se uh, like season rather. Series, yeah, one, they'd one, say more, in the UK. one more, one more episode. Yep. And then we'll do a, after we'll do it. We've decided to do a little wrap up of season one after this, Might like well. we did with Why the Mad Men one. So we'll do that. Um, Why the hell not? Exactly. Uh, and we'll have a guest on that uh, time as well. I think we'll continue that tradition. I think so. Yeah. I think we've lined somebody up. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's see what's I going on. Suckered somebody. Yes, we suckered some. Well, you suckered somebody. You suggested yeah, somebody, and I said, "Yeah, yeah great idea." Yeah. Um, February twenty eighth. Number one song in Canada and the U.S. is the is "Best of My Love" by the Eagles. Um, yep. I wouldn't call this the best Eagles song. I wouldn't no. call that the best Eagles album. <laughs> no. What's the album on the border? I think. Um, yes. Yeah. But I think it was their first number one hit, though. I think it was. I think that was when we all started to notice them, right? Yeah. And it's sort of a soft country rock thing. Um, as we've said many times, the seventies, especially at this point was basically sleeping in after the party of the 1960s. So it's a hangover. Exactly. It's before, actually before a, heading out for the disco. Yeah, exactly. So it's, Rest, it's a, resting up for the disco. It's a good waking up in the morning on a Sunday kind of song. That's what it kind of sounds yeah. like. Uh, and it's a good vibe, I think for the, yeah. for the series. I mean, it actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, in the UK, the number one song was still uh, Make Me Smile, uh, which we it's talked about song. last week. Like it's, it. it's actually a much better song than this Eagles song, but I don't think it I fits think so. with the vibe of the show as much. No. Um, movies, Towering Inferno is still a yeah. big thing, which I've never seen. Did you ever seen the Towering Inferno? I have seen the Towering Inferno, yeah. Is there any good? And yes. You know, it's like it's like a disaster film. If, well, yeah, if that's sure. You know, it, it's it's a kind of Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Just sort of lazing around, having a few beers. Yeah. Okay. Watching TV. Yeah. The remotes, the remotes, a little bit farther away, so you don't want to get up and turn the channel. <laughs> yeah. Like, fair. like if it's on, I'm not turning it off. That's fair. But I'm okay. not. I'm not necessarily going to go. Hey, you know, what we should watch the towering inferno yeah you're not going to itunes going no i wonder if towering inferno's inferno's on sale this week um but but you know when you're in a certain mood 
probably Explo- probably yeah. perfect movie. And they were fun. Those disaster movies in the early and mid seventies were a big genre, and they were yeah. They were fun because they had these huge casts. Exactly. That, that were exactly. ridiculously star-studded to the point where you couldn't do that today because the movie would cost just in casting would probably yeah. cost 180 million dollars. Yeah. A day. If uh, you're lucky. Yeah, I remember the SCTV version of it when it was yeah. the, Tower, the Towering Inferno in Edmonton, and they had that. Uh, and Joe Flaherty playing Charlton Heston's the greatest. Charlton thing. Heston. Yeah. Yeah. Just keeps with, going. With I don't know if you've ever noticed this. Yeah, d- damn, and put it putting his arm on his on his yeah. back of his neck. Yeah. If you watch those episodes too, yeah. there's a consumer consumers distributing in the background. Oh, I love that. Speaking of the 1970s, yes. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, they still don't have head to head baseball. Um, I know. <laughs> called every day. Uh, let's see. Now, in the news, something that I think a lot of people in this side of the Atlantic don't know a lot about is the Moorgate uh, tube disaster in the UK. Yeah. You know. That was a really, that happened on February 28th, 1975. So when you woke up in the morning in North America, you heard about this. This was the number one story on the news. Yeah, it was. 47 people killed in a, what we still don't know what, we know it was the, it was operator error. We know that much, but that's all we know because we don't know why he screwed up. No. Uh, Was he suicidal? Was he drunk? There was alcohol in his blood stream uh however don't listen to this part for the next 40 seconds uh if you're grossed out easily so when you start to decompose <laughs> one of the one of the byproducts is alcohol uh so it's quite possible that it was just that and all his co-workers didn't report that he drank a lot and he wasn't drinking that day yeah um but anyway the sad thing is that 47 people were killed uh in the subway it just kept going and hit a wall yeah. Uh, one of the cars, yeah. yeah, one of the cars went from being 16 meters long to being six meters long, which should yeah. give you an idea of the lot of, lot of compression there. Uh, so it's it was a pretty horrible thing. And, the, uh, and I think this the suicide sort of theory came from the fact that witnesses saw the driver kind of standing up, mm-hmm. like straight up. So yeah. he like he wasn't slumped over after a heart attack or something. That's, so he yeah. was he was he was sort of standing up. So he you know the idea is that he went yeah. straight into which you know it's like. He also missed two. He overshot that station twice in the earlier in the week. And as yeah. one expert said at the coroner's inquest, that doesn't sound like somebody who doesn't who's you know not competent at their job. That some, sounds like somebody who's testing how you ha- how you drive a train into a wall. Yeah. Um, which yeah. anyway, nobody really knows because he also did have two hundred seventy five pounds in his pocket to buy a used car for his daughter after work. Yeah. So why it's all very confusing. Um, yeah, yeah, no one's quite sure what happened. Yeah, and, and we never will know. Uh, but forty-seven no. people died. Uh, so we'll you'll hear a little news report on that at the end of the podcast. Um, right here comes the phone. Alicia Salma Salma Sue Bigley. It's about the research I called you about the family tree. Is my you like the accent I'm doing here? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Did you talk to your daddy? We may be kin. <laughs> I don't even know. That's a fun one because I didn't know people looked up ancestry things until, you know, as a hobby until there was ancestry.com. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it was funny though. It was funny. Um, I, I guess it's the beginning of the computer age. So, you know, things, yeah. things, things like that were start. Maybe it's getting, yeah, that, that, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's always been a hobby people had, uh, yeah. but it just, it, it's a funny thing that they pick that. I don't know why, yeah. but, but it's a, it's a, as usual, a little joke at the beginning. Uh, Okay, we open on a demolition derby. I 
Have you been to yes. a demolition derby, Steve? Yes. Really? Yes, yes. Not, not not for a long time. We used to do that when I was a kid. We we lived out in BC, British Columbia. No, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, and that's where actually my sister was born in Victoria. Oh. Um, and she was like two when we moved back. So, I see. Um, but yeah, we used we used to go to the demolition derby. Really? And was it, it be, fun? Um, well, I was what seven, so I found it fun. Cars oh, crashing, sure. cars oh, crashing. Seven year old boy. Other. That's yeah. the greatest freaking thing exactly. you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them caught fire and, you know, it was like, wow. Like, oh, so yeah, awesome. yeah, we, we, we used to go I, again, pro- probably, well, my sister was born in, born in 72. So it might've actually been around this time that we were going to okay. demolition derbies as well. So that's great. And they were popular. They were popular enough. In fact, that there was a, yeah. there was a toy uh, yep. that uh, Kenner, Kenner's SSP, and I don't never knew yep. what the I think SSP stands for supersonic power. Yeah. Um, smash up derby set. Uh, and uh, uh there was a very sort of famous um ad that uh you know we, well here's Kenner's SSP smash up yep. derby set. Well, why don't we just hear from that right now? Yeah. He's a demolition demon in a beat up Chevrolet. It ain't worth a dollar, so he wrecks it every day. Now here is Kenner's SSB Smash Up Derby set. And you can hoot and holler, cause you ain't seen nothing yet. Crash bang, crack them up, put them back again. Crash bang, smash them up, it's smash up time, my friend. Kenner's SSP Smash Up Derby set comes with everything you see right here. So there it is. We've all heard that before. Yeah. Well, maybe you all haven't because you're, I don't know if that was only a Canadian too thing. I, I don't know. Too young? I don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Um, but it, those those things were fun. I had them. I had the Smash Up Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, we asked, my brother and I asked for that for a year, like a couple of years. And my mom kept saying, you're going to lose all the parts of the cars. Yeah. And you know what happened? We you lost, lost all, the all the parts, parts, because my mother knew us better than we knew ourselves, because yeah. yeah. we were small yeah. children and um, morons. Yeah, and idiots. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, because small kids are. I mean, are idiots. It wasn't, just, it wasn't just junior. No, your brother, no, and like, especially you know, boys. I mean, yeah. Let's face some facts here, folks. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. What's the deal on all these starting and stopping? Do you think that was? I, I, at first, I thought. I, at first, I thought there was a problem with my DVD. <laughs> so you too, eh? Okay, it's like, okay. and then oh, it was this kind of aesthetic choice where, when the names came up, they would pause the action. And it's like, do they? I like, mean, they stop in, in in demolition derbies. They stop and start and stop. Maybe yeah. that was the idea. I don't know. I guess I don't know. It was very jarring and weird, and weird. I don't think they ever did it again. Um, no, I don't think so. But it was weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, and there's your winner, your Billy Joe Hartman, who of course is played by. Joey Orasco, who we've seen in Baba Black Sheep. Yep, yep. A uh, Boeington's Bastards. One of them, Rock. the original. Um, I guess he would be the chief mechanic before yeah. Red West came on and did that. Yeah, yep. So there's a. I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it was. I was sorry to see his character go. Yeah, me too. But Red West was great. <laughs> Red West was just, like. I mean, it, he was. It's Red one of those West. things where where it's. it's Red where it's like you're sad that character went because you kind of like that character. Yeah. But they brought in a great, you know, a, a great character to fill, you know. And so I was like, ah. Yeah. It's like, you know, uh, yeah. Journey doesn't have Steve Perry anymore. But you know who they brought in? Red West. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know. Yeah, okay, I'll watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty great. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 the winner. Obviously, we know he's probably also going to be the victim of a murder or some such. Um, yes. 
and then he talks to a buddy of his and he says, we've got a date tonight. And he said, that's the last time for this too. He says, he's hanging up his, uh, whatever you hang up to yeah. stop being a demolition derby guy. And there's something shady going on that he's yeah. also not going to be involved. With. And do you know who the announcer was? Oh, I, I didn't demolition read it. Derby? Who was it? For the announcer? Yeah. Who was it? Michael Fox. Not, of course, Michael J. Fox. No, but he's the reason why Michael J. Fox is Michael yeah, J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. Michael Michael J. Fox's real middle initial is A, because his middle oh. name is Andrew. Okay. But he was looking at it and going, Michael A. Fox. <laughs> he was going, yeah. hmm, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not. So, he, maybe so not. he switched to, to J because he was a friend of uh, was Michael J. Pollard. Oh. Um, he was a fan, a fan of his. So. Um, oh, cool. That's why that's why he t- chose the J, but yeah. yeah. So Mike, yeah, Michael Mike, Fox, Michael yeah, Fox. and 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 Michael Fox, he appears on Columbo episodes. Oh, he's in all kinds um, of things. Yeah, my wife and I, Karen and I, are rewatching the old Perry Masons from the fifties and sixties. He he's on that. He he often plays like like corner characters, like not necessarily main characters, but okay. these kind of sort of secondary characters. Like on Perry Mason, he pl- he's often a corner. Okay. Giving evidence. He played a rabbi in NYPD Blue, which was a great show. It's true. Uh, let's see. What else is he? But Falcon, Falcon Crest, uh, Keggy and Lacey. Yeah, he was on all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was the announcer there. Um, and uh, also, as you said, the reason that Michael J. Fox is Michael J. Fox. Um, okay. So next thing we see is we got the that dude waiting. He's waiting in a car. And he cuts some line, and I don't know what the line was, but it made yeah. the gas gauge go to E. So it's probably some kind of gas. Thing for a gauge, I guess. Line. Yeah. Probably like, cut the gas line. Well, he didn't cut the gas line, just the thing for the gauge, right? Yeah. Because that's when uh, Billy Joe says, this doesn't have any gas in it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and of course, it does have gas in it. Yeah. Um, so just roll this car down the hill. I'll just give you a little little tap. <laughs> yeah. So it's obviously for ins- probably insurance money. Um, also... It's a 1960 Ford Fairlane. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really that's a valuable automobile today. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I know I sound like I'm some kind of car guy. I'm really not. It's just that watching some of these mm-hmm. things, like what kind of car is that? And I look it up, um, and uh, trashing it with a Chevy Impala from like the late 60s. I think probably going the other way would be probably harder though because the, pushing that Impala is probably almost impossible. I think yeah. it weighed about eight million pounds. Um, anyway, of course, the thing goes down the the. Uh, side of the road, uh, down the the, the uh, cliff. Nope. And uh, Hartman, but Billy Joe is in it, is in the car, and he dies because, of course, it's the 1970s, and cars explode yep. when they fall down. Yep. Any sort of gentle incline, even. Yep. <laughs> exploded yep. like a pinto. Yep, exploded like a pinto. <laughs> pintos notoriously did that. Yeah. But in in 70s TV shows, all yeah. cars, all up. cars did. That. Hmm. Except, except later in the, in the episode, the, Jim the Norton's one with star. the stars in it. <laughs> yeah, it never does. It never does. Yeah, it was really something. Um, that like that wouldn't happen. That the chances, no, virtually nil. It's the same thing when you see on TV when they when somebody throws a match at a bunch of gasoline and it explodes. Yeah. you know what would happen? The match would go out. I'm not suggesting yeah. you go take some gasoline, Don't folks, and put it in a bucket and throw a match at it. But if you did, yeah, the most likely result is that nothing happens. Because Dave Broadbeck told me to do it is not a, not a very good defense. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. you know, send send all your lawsuits to Oliver Ruckside. Yeah, Oliver um, Ruckside. 
So Mrs. Hartman, the mom, uh, has Jim over. The cops say it's an accident because it was supposed to look like an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she got some insurance money, $200,000. It's like a million bucks yep. today, so it's real money. Uh, $200,000 is also real money. Don't misunderstand me. Um, she hasn't seen her son, though, for six months, so she she yep. has no real interaction with him. Yeah. Um, uh, and oh, and then she says that uh, she knows how much it costs, Louise, the Hartman, the mother. And it's, she yep. says 280 days plus expenses. So that's 18 times. I think we can count that. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, does his rooms, they go up to his room to look for evidence because she's got nothing. It's like, I don't know why I think it's an accident, just that he was a race car driver. Race yeah. car drivers don't yeah. screw up going over around corners and stuff. That's that's their job. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's race car race car drivers never crash. Yeah, there's usually a bunch of other guys going fast <laughs> behind them. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's rare when I would. Then again, I mean, there are a lot of race car drivers. Just as a little sidebar, that don't even really drive. And, you know, Lance Stroll, the F1 driver, yeah. d- doesn't um, drive a car. Yeah. He drives a motorcycle. He doesn't drive a car. When he started in F1, he didn't have a driver's license. <laughs> he, he had a Formula One super license, but he didn't have an actual driver's license. So it is the case that sometimes race cars, but you wouldn't expect this in this case is what is the point here. Um. Anyway, she goes up into his room. There are posters for figure eight stock car races. Have you ever seen a figure eight stock car race? I have. I've seen him, not live, but I've seen him on TV. No, I, I haven't seen him live. I've seen, I've seen him, you know. It's bizarre i know like you're going weird like let this isn't done at the this isn't your nascar level stuff but if you go to your local racetrack you might see this and they're going maybe 100 120 miles an hour and there's an intersection in the middle of the track yeah just there's cross traffic going on it's like ooh, it's insane Uh, it's like a combination of uh of, of nascar and demolition derby maybe that's maybe that's why billy joe liked it yeah um Anyway, a lot of posters of those. And his, his room was so 1970s. It was perfect. Oh, no kidding. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, so what Jim does is he, he finds a magazine, a race magazine, and he uh, says, oh, I see. There's, he's probably he's still subscribed, it says on here. Yep. Okay. Because if you remember, a little label on there would tell you what it would always said yep. when, how many issues you had left, which yeah. it's funny thinking back to that, but it always did. So Jim just looks at the masthead of the magazine. <laughs> Calls like calls the deputy editor or something. Yeah. Uh and says, you know, this person isn't getting their magazine. What 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 uh address are you sending it to? Because the editor knows this guy and he uses yeah. the editor's name because he's looking at it. Uh that was very clever. I like that. Um I also liked watching Louise watching Jim do the little scammy thing because she's both kind of I don't know finding it really funny, but also kind of intrigued and impressed that he thought of this, right? She's got this yeah. look at her face like, oh. he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. I think that $200 a day plus expenses might make some sense. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Although we, we get it, we get a kind of uh, a repeat of a kind of plot line though. Yeah, for sure. With, with an accident that wasn't really an accident. Yeah. Wasn't that last week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was last week. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Guys, maybe mix them up a little bit. I'm just saying um, now it doesn't make sense though, because I mean, I, I think private investigators make a lot of their money doing things for insurance companies. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a lot of insurance cases, but still it is odd that that's the case. So Jim goes to the address and he sees the name, uh, Jeannie Zizmik. Zimzik. 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 That's right. Um, and what I liked about it was watching him mouth to himself, Zimzik. Yeah. And all these, you, you can clearly see these trying different potential pronunciations. 
Zim, zip, zim, and then she opens the door. And um, we have an Eagles Eagles connection. What is it? Because Bill Zimzik was their producer. <laughs> he produced Hotel California. He produced The Long Run. Oh, great songs. Uh, you know, he also produced uh, Bob Seeker's Against the Wind. Oh, he keeps running. You know, yep. yep. Okay, now uh, that you say that, I can... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, so he did, I, he, you know, he he did, uh, like, Joe Walsh, uh, the James Gang and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Zim, zim to the Zick. Uh, yep. Anyway, she's uh, apparently never seen or heard of Billy Joe. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and she tells him to get lost. Yeah, well, I have a question. When Please. Whenever somebody said Billy Joe... Did you did you fill in McAllister yes. jumped off the Tallahassee bridge? Okay, of course I did. <laughs> been, Every time I, I heard Billy Joel, Joe, that's that's I've been McAllister trying not to do it the... already yeah. for the last fifteen yeah. minutes. Okay, um, okay, yeah, oh yeah, totally. Yep. Ode uh, to Billy Joe kept kept going through my head. Oh yeah, yeah, which is both a really great song and not a great song at the same time. Yeah. Somehow, yeah, okay. those, yeah, yeah, it is. It is one of those weird songs that is somehow great. Yeah. But if you kind of looked at it, kind of it's not that musically great. and stuff like that, it's not that great. But <laughs> but it's but when it, it comes on, you turn it up. Oh, you, you do. You oh, long, I do that I, right? exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very good. Mm. And then it became a weird movie starring Robbie Benson. Yeah, Robbie Benson. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's a guy. Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe he just retired. I don't know. Um, he probably he probably started producing and stuff. That, like that's that. what most of them do, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Maybe started a production so, company. So, Robbie, if if you're listening, send us a, send us a note. Well, let's let us know what's up. Well, now I want to know. So now he wants to know. Benson, Robbie Benson, Robbie Irish Benson. footballer. So I, okay. I don't think that's him. I don't think that's oh. I don't think he became for an the Irish American actor. See Robbie Benson with a Y. Uh, he's an American actor and director. Okay. Oh, look at him now. He looks exactly like I would expect him to look. He looks like Robbie Benson, except if he was pushing sixty, because uh-huh. he's. He's pushing 60. Because he, oh, Christ, he's pushing 70, 67. He looks good. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Acting and directing, Benson is an activist in the field of heart research, having undergone um, several open heart surgeries. That's right. He had a a heart thing. I forgot about that. I remember my brother used to always get all these Tiger Beat magazines because he was a huge Kiss fan. So I would read them because I would just read things. I think you're yeah. probably the same way. Um, most academics I know, it's like, yeah, I just used to read shit. Yeah, I, I just saw, read, shit. I read. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, my brother had these, he cut all the kiss things out. I uh, hang them on his wall. I remember reading about Robbie Benson. That's right. He had a, he's a heart condition. Yeah, okay. Okay. Now I've learned something. Uh, right. Back to the original place. Uh, so Jim heads over to Atwater Insurance, which I assume is just owned by somehow somehow connected to Lee Atwater and has come up yeah. with a Southern strategy and it's really racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but he was Catholic, so he 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 got absolved. Of course, because as we know, that's how it works. Um yep. yeah, exactly. But he, he tell you one thing, guy could play guitar. Uh yep. saw him sit in one night with the Letterman band, which was the okay. weirdest thing, and he actually held his own. That's all I'm mm-hmm. gonna say, which was impressive. Um, right. Go folks, look up Lee at water and you'll know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> some of these, some of these references go off in places and you know, um, <laughs> yeah, I'd actually forgotten about Lee at water until you until I, me. until I saw oh, the term. Right. It's funny. I should normally think at water. Oh, the at water Metro station. That's where you get it to yeah. go to the forum to go to a <laughs> hockey game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's say, let's say that instead. Um, so the insurance guy that's played by uh, Julian crumb. Oh no, sorry. No, that's the oh, name yeah, that's character. his name. That's not Crumb. It's like 
something like yeah, that. K R U B M. Yeah, but that's it's pronounced crumb. Yes, and they because they make a play on the silent B, right? Yes. And Jim says the B threw me off. He goes, yeah, it's silent, <laughs> which is why he can he knows how to pronounce Zimzik properly. Right. That's right, because he's Polish he's, as well. He's got that kind of yeah, and the kind of that kind of weird name. Yeah. Like yeah, having a name it. like Cloutier. Like Cluter, Clodier, Broadbent, like, Broderick. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh right. So the, it's it's he's played by Oliver Clark, who another guy who was in yeah. all the shows. Like I think I probably have five shows yeah, of his he, that I own if I just went through them. Yeah, um, yeah. He was you know, things like Mash. Mash. I th- I think um, in Mash more than anything. Just Barney like, Miller. Yep. He's he those kinds of shows. So yeah, he was again one of those those character actors from yeah. the 70s. Yep. Um, uh, that you see a lot. Yeah, and, and you know, make make making a making a living doing that. Um he, he he actually played Benjamin Pierce in Mash. That's right. Because that's one of one of the episodes that he's in, he has the same name as Hawkeye. So he ends up getting Hawkeye's mail yeah. and Hawkeye gets his mail. And he gets annoyed because Hawkeye has opened up his letters and read his letters. Um, and it turns out that he's a, he's, he's quite the ladies man. Yes. Which is wild. And so Hawkeye has to a explain why he's read somebody yeah. else's mail because mail is like gold here. Yeah. And B want to know, get some like tips on picking up the babes. <laughs> It's really great because uh, Hawkeye yeah. could be a little bit of a yeah sexist uh, douchebag, shall we say? Bad, yeah, he was at times really horrible. Um, yeah. and, and 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 to be fair to to Alda, there were times when he got called out for it. Like yeah. like not Alda, but Hawkeye got called out for it. Which yes, is, you know, which is which is good. You know, um, I also, I mean, you know, uh, Clark played. He played that kind of character like here, the kind of guy who's kind of disheveled and at work and kind yeah. of and eating a eating a sandwich while he's yeah. working. He plays that's the kind of character who very often played the sort of and he played it very well. So it's a per, nice bit of casting here. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he knew he got the name wrong. So that that yeah. tells us something. She can't pronounce her own name. Now, yeah. on the other hand, there are people who who have your name, for example, who pronounce yeah. it in the States, who pronounce it Cloutier. Yeah. Is that wrong? No, it's their name. They can no. pronounce it yeah. any way yeah. they want. So I own I know why they did this here, but I kind of bumped on that. Um Yeah, yeah, because not everybody pronounces it the same way. Yeah, exactly. Right. And yeah, it's like that Monty Python what? sketch, right? My yeah. my my name is spelled uh a luxury yacht, but it's pronounced throat wobbler mangrove. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or or like McCain Mackay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or or geez, Sinjin. Yeah, you know, there's all kinds of possibilities there. Yeah. St. John. Yeah. Um, so we go back to Ms. Zizmik's apartment, uh, and he tells her Billy Joe's dead. Yeah. Uh, because he jumped off the um damn yeah, it, I, bridge. I was gonna not do it, and then I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's clearly upset when he, she hears that he's dead. Yeah. Like that was obvious. Yeah. So my first reaction was, oh, maybe there's something weird going on, but she's not involved in the that part of the weird was my first take. Yeah. Yeah. Um Sort of like Sergeant Wilson from last from last week, week. <laughs> yeah. in which he was involved in the shenanigans, but not the murder. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought was going on here. That there was something weird going on. He, he even went up to San Francisco to go buy some racing engines. Billy Joe's going to, the idea was after he jumped yep. off the bridge, he was yep. going to move up to start just doing regular straight up racing, not doing yeah. <laughs> demolition derpies, which 
I'm just guessing Demolition Derby can't be good on your neck. No, I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be I good. Just, you know, your back. I, yeah. Though car racing isn't good on your neck. Have you ever seen the size of the Formula One racers' necks? Yeah, they're big. They're, yeah, yeah, they have to be with, you know, you're pulling six and eight Gs going around a corner. One <laughs> way, right? And yeah. and that's the problem is like, it's it's not balanced. It's not like yeah. you're going one way and then the if, other if, way. If you're, yeah, if you're going around uh, an oval, yeah. If yeah. you're doing like, because uh, I know in um, IndyCar, they used to actually have a, uh, what's it called? Like a, like a little loop on their helmet and they'd put yeah. a chain so their head couldn't be pulled. Yeah. Um, you can't do that in F1 because it goes both ways. Yeah. Either way, they have big necks. Um, yeah. So she's, this is the thing is though, why would she purposely mispronounce her name? Well, I mean, and, and part of it too is like, I, cause I've done this too, is where people mispronounce your name and it's like, fuck it. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to, yeah, it's, it's not Cloutier, it's Cloutier, but I, I'm going to see this person for like five minutes like That's I'm right. not, you know, like somebody like you, I'd print, I, I'd correct because, you know, yeah, I'm going because, to see you more often, yeah, Exactly. but, but, but some person at the bank that I'm not going to see yeah. is like, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I get it. No, it's like, well, I mean, um, I think I was on the, on the radio interviewed on CBC radio once and the guy called me Dave Brodeck and I just yeah. I thought, I'm just going to leave that where it is because yeah. I'm going to waste yeah. the five minutes. He's going to talk with me explaining to him what my name actually yeah. is. And it'll just be a yeah, waste exactly. of everyone's time. You know, exactly. So, so it could be, I don't know. I, I still didn't think it was as big a thing as it was anyway. No, no, it's, it's one of those things where they're trying to make it a big deal without, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it really and, is, a you know, and, and I said to, to paraphrase, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pronounced the way it's spelled. Yeah. And you know, if it's Polish, that's literally is a Polish person yeah. look at that and go, yeah, it's literally pronounced how it's spelled. Yeah. Cause, cause in Barney Miller, the joke is you look at it, how Wojciechowicz is spelled and you go, that's huh? not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How can there be six vowels in a row? Cause there's um, a J in it, a C, an H, a W, uh, two, another C and a Z. And it's like, uh huh. Okay. A, a backwards three, you know, with a line through yeah, which it. Which is why, which is why they call him Wojo. That's right. Um, oh, and I also, also thought it was funny that she said she was tired of the Polish jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I don't hear Polish jokes anymore. I just, no. it's not. And if maybe that's because we've become more sensitive to those things, but I don't think that's what it is. I just think you just don't, I don't hear Newfie jokes either. I just no. don't hear them. Uh, it's, yeah. I think people stop making those jokes. I guess it must just be that. Which is probably good. Yeah. Because they're kind of racist. Um, I mean, yeah, 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 you know, they're supposed to be, it depends who you're making them with and they can be in fun, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, right. So she was clearly acting something's up. Um, and cause she says on the phone, the deal was for 50 a night. So my guess is she was getting paid $50 a night to live with him and be yeah. his girlfriend to sort of get him to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so she's with the bad guys. We, we find that out pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, and when uh, Jim's going around looking around her place, one of the things uh, he finds as she's, you know, sort of looking off in a different direction is I guess he, he looks like he finds a checkbook and we find out in the next scene that in fact, it's a checkbook. It's a checkbook. Uh, and he calls to find out if the, if these checks are any good. Um, and he actually looks over to the guy in the, who's, cause he does this on a payphone, Right. And he yep. looks over and he goes, fill it up with Ethel. And the guy goes, my name's not Ethel. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, and at which point Jim says, a gas station joke. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Yeah, that's priceless. <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Uh, I've never heard of people saying Ethel. I thought that it's an old timey thing, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Even 1975, I think it was old timey. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that I was think put so. in there to. I think that was put in there for a joke. Just for the, I think it was there for <laughs> oh, yeah. the joke because yeah. I don't remember. Like I don't remember Ethel gasoline. I, I remember unleaded coming. Unleaded, in. unleaded, That's, leaded, and unleaded. I remember, I remember that. It's isn't it amazing that we used to go as bad as gas already is. We'd say, "Do you want the one that also has lead in it?" Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you got a choice between this one here that's got, I don't know, radiation in it, and this one here, and this one, and also uh, this it'll it'll cause I don't know wars and yeah. uh, people will explode just randomly, or you want the yeah. one without that? I don't yeah. know. The other one's and, sent cheaper. <laughs> and just to give you a sense of just how strong the lead was, like I don't have a sense of smell. But I could taste the lead in the air when we were at gas stations. Oh yeah, I could. You you you, you know you could taste it. Yep. You know, and then when, of course once they get rid of unleaded, then it, get rid of leaded, then it's not there. But you know, it's that's how strong the the lead was. You know, it's yeah, it, it was a really noticeable thing. Yeah. Um and it was if we could just be like the say have some of the ideas from this era, but then also have some of the more world would have been better now yeah we just would have anyway um i can be nostalgic without rose-colored glasses there were good things about the 70s a lot of bad things um yeah (laughs) okay um so billy joe did have some money the the, the woman from the bank says you know he's a good customer he's part of our uh some executive account thing where he got a free toaster yep Uh, did they did banks really give away toasters I don't know. They give away like like this was ads now. I mean, this I was know. a joke on in the seventies on TV. It really shows. was always right, but I don't know if they ever really gave out toasters. It's yeah, it's a strange thing. They must have at some point because why yeah. would they have you know toasters you know blenders? Because I know when we, when we got our cable, we don't have cable anymore. But when we first got our cable, we got a free TV, like one of the big TVs too, because they're so cheap that oh yeah, they can give them away right. It's like yeah. oh that's. So other people are paying 300 bucks for them and we're getting them for get for free. Yeah. Cause that, that's how, that's, that's how much money they're making from, from, from cable is they can yeah. give away free TVs. Yeah. It's well, there is that. Yeah. Freaking cable. Um, I know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it turns out he's a good customer. Uh, she says, well, you should talk to a, one of our, like, cause she immediately thinks that yep. Jim wants an account and that's fine. Uh, so that's maybe that's the Liberty Savings and Loan Executive account that Kinsey mm-hmm. came up with. Um, right. So off to a construction site. Oh, and the thing is, we heard Billy Joe's mom talking about how she wanted to get him into the fa- into the family business of construction. And part yeah. of you thinks, oh, to be a construction worker, which is a perfectly valid, good job that people yep. should have. Like, that's I'm not trying yeah, to disparage definitely. it. Nope. But then we see her running a building site. And you go, yep. oh, okay. Um, yep. I like that. Yeah, it's a nice twist. It was like, oh, and, I see. And not it's, only that is is like, it wasn't a big deal. No one goes oh, like it's girls like doing girls this. And, yeah, or or Jim goes, huh? That's good. I like that. Right? Yeah, it, it 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 just is. It just was, and I really like. Charge. It. Yep, exactly. Um, there was no of course, question. Unfortunately, she became a collaborator with her fascist lizard space friends, but because uh, um, he was in V. She was yeah. in V. Uh, she played a collaborator. 
She played Mark Singer's mother. Uh, that's right. Who was the collab? One of the collaborators. Yeah, the cla- right. One of the collaborators, and uh, so she was a, a fascist collaborator yeah. um, with the, with the fascist li- lizard people. The fascist lizard people, exactly. It's a good mini series. The show wasn't great. No, the sh- especially the second half when yeah they just seem to say, "Let's just make this as stupid as we could possibly can." <laughs> but those first two original mini series, very good. Oh, very good. They were. Fabulous. When that when the guy who's the Holocaust survivor says, Do you see what they're doing? I've yep. seen people do this before. And it's like, yep. oh, like I, I'm thinking about it now. I just got a, a, a shiver. Yep. When that when that yep. Holocaust survivor guy mentions that this is yep. just like when the, the selections were made. It yep. yeah, it, it's and powerful. Then he, and then he's standing there with, with and the, the the kids are spray painting the 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 lizard people and he yeah. and he stops them and they they think they're in trouble and he goes no let me show you how to do it right yeah <laughs> and he does yeah. the v and it's yeah. like oh yeah it's like you know yeah, it was, it's powerful stuff yeah. it's really yeah. and then it was com- don't even talk about that other yeah thing. um yeah. it was yeah. awful right yeah so it's i think it's interesting that she and it's noted here for no other reason i think than that jim garner was part indigenous um yeah because it talks about how she empl- employs uh, Seneca iron workers. Now I know about yeah. the the Mohawk iron workers, many of whom came from Ganawage uh, Reserve yeah. near in, in Canada, uh, and built. They built New York City. Yeah. <laughs> they built the Twin Towers. They built everything. Um, and I had I've looked into this, and no one knows the best explanation of why there are these First Nations people who traditionally work as like on the uh, high steel workers, uh, high iron workers, is because. I think no one else wanted to do it. Yeah. There's no weird genetic thing in them that makes them not afraid of heights. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, then, and then you just kind of get used to it. Then because it becomes part of. It becomes, not, it's a cultural not, thing then. It yeah. becomes a cultural thing, right? You know, yeah. and, and it be, you know, you, you have pride in that and that kind of thing. And yeah. it becomes associated with that. Right. Uh, the, there, there were a Mohawk speaking communities in New York city up until the early 1970s. Yeah. Uh, like little, little small, small neighborhoods, but where people speak, spoke the mohawk language which is really awesome um and that's as i didn't know about the senecas i think maybe it's true uh but it's cool that they have that little nod there and that's clearly done just as a hey white people watching this show you know other people made your buildings you're in just say yeah exactly (laughs) but it was nice i'm sure that's a garner touch um so let's go to the bank for the oh there's a come the account steve comes with a safety deposit bonus Um, which they can drill into, of course, because it he's the mom. They know he's dead. There's, there's no like having to pretend like last week yeah. uh, that you're somebody else. <laughs> uh, so they drill into the safety deposit box and the woman who works there says, I just, I need money or negotiable bonds. I've taken, but anything else is yours. <laughs> there's 20 K in cash mm-hmm. Four driver's licenses with different names, but all with Billy Joe on it just before he jumped. I did it again. Um, it's a lot of money, twenty thousand dollars. Even you know, it you is. Know, back then it's like the same as today's one hundred k. But even today, twenty grand just sitting in a box yep. is a lot of money. So uh, yeah, he's up to no good, as you note here. Hey, it's a Sergeant Garvey episode. Um, so Jim wants to know about the four licenses. Do they have any charges against them or something? Uh, is it? You said here you think it's the last time we see Sergeant. I Garvey. think it's the last time we see Sergeant Garvey. I think that's too bad. I like I, I like the Dennis relationship. Don't misunderstand me. I think it's yeah. great. It's one of my favorite parts of the show. But Garvey had a kind of a different. He wasn't as exasperated as Dennis. Yeah, a couple times we see him, so I, I kind of liked him in that. It's a bit of a different. And he wasn't as antagonistic as Deal. 
Oh no, no, no. Well, no, it right? isn't. So yeah. like he he's the kind of, you know, regular cop. He has no axe to grind against Jim, but no. he's not his friend. No, exactly. Like I but I kind of liked him. I feel Dave yeah. Spielberg. I I like when he acts. I, I he's been yeah. in so many things. Um Anyway, Jim wants to know about those four licenses. Do they have any charges against them? Any bad yeah. driving records? I think what he's trying to get at here is, well, anything. Can you give me any yeah. information on these aliases, right? Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. But this is the only lead I have. Uh, now we go off to another insurance company. Um, and there's a guy, <laughs> if you notice, the guy standing by the elevator. But I was, I'm certain that was Roger Sterling, but it's 1975. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so He'd have a mustache then. Yeah, he's, 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 he's finally broken up with uh, with Megan's mother. Um, yep. So Jim has some questions for Mr. Springfield. It was called Springfield Insurance, which is interesting. I just assumed it was from Springfield some town, but no, it's Mr. Yeah. Springfield. Played by Fred Sadoff, who was yeah. also in everything. Yeah, he was in Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Partners in Crime. You remember Partners in Crime? Vaguely. The, the Linda Carter. Um, yes, that's right. Lonnie Anderson thing where they played private detectives yeah, i'm sure they did he was in the poseidon adventure mm. here we are with the uh yeah upside down up the upside down boat and the uh disaster movie classic yeah he was in a lot of stuff um he doesn't recognize billy joe no. uh which well he says <laughs> it's he such entire bullshit like you can just yeah. see it and go like oh no you do that's yeah. not just because this is a tv show either this is you're acting well enough that i get that you know or yeah. I'm just not stupid, but no, you recognize him. Um, and then our killer shows up uh, yeah. and he's coaching. Well, we, we, we don't see him, but he's coaching witnesses in the next room. A seat, and of course they have the line right here. See to it that Mr. Rockford has a very real accident, yeah. uh, which is, a, as I mentioned last week, a line. And, and the killer was played by Stephen Keats. Again, yeah. he was in a lot. He had a, a, um, Sad ending. Yeah, suicide, right? You know, suicide. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, you know, it, it he, he was in a lot of stuff. Like he had a yep. hell of a career going. Like, yeah, he, he some was. big movies and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Like so he, was, he, he he did a couple of cool things. Uh, yeah. I just want to come on, reload there, you stupid IMDb. Uh, yeah, there he is. There, yeah, Stephen Keats, right? Uh, let's yep. see, what was he scrolling down? Yeah, you, you see him and you immediately recognize him. Um, yeah. But I mean, he was in Black Sunday. I love Black yeah. Sunday. It's a good movie. Black Sunday is a good movie. Uh, Death Wish, which is not a good movie. Not a good movie, uh, no. <laughs> but I mean, he's been in all kinds of, you know, uh, let's see, New York Undercover, Another World, Law and Order. Everybody's yeah. been in Law and Order. Law and Order, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I, probably I, I from New York. I directed six of them. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? MacGyver. Life Goes On. I like that show. Yeah, um, that was a good one. Midnight Caller was a good show. A lot of people yep. didn't don't think about today but yeah it's he had he had a hell of a yeah. career and then you know i obviously some kind of personal problems so yep. well it's shitty uh anyway he was coaching people uh to you know be fake witnesses yep. finally we see the trailer first time all episode uh jim's there with in his car he gets pulled out of the car well that pulled out he leans Knock. over and the guy yeah. knocks him out right yeah uh and he takes the firebird uh in the background there's a really neat guitar the way the guitar is recorded, I, I know mm -hmm. this because of my brother, but it's very live sounding. So the way that's done is it's put in a very echoey room and the mic is not right up next to the um, amp. It's pulled back a little bit. So it sounds right. live, like it's called a live sound because it sounds like somebody's playing guitar yeah. right in front of you rather than like a soundtrack. And it, it's a neat thing that wasn't done very often. It became very popular in the 
well, in the punk scene a couple of years later. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's kind of cool that Mike Post was doing this at that point. Um, doesn't do it very often, but he's done some a couple of neat things. I talked about the thing with the uh, tuning pots the a uh, few weeks ago too. He, you know, so it's kind of a cool thing that's there. Uh, oh, he's going to push Jim down there. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to do the he's same gonna... thing, right? Yeah. But as you note, hey, Jim's car doesn't explode. Even I know. Though I'm assuming also full of fuel. I guess. I don't know. It, you know, because cars blowed up in uh, 70s detective shows. Yeah, except for Pontiac Firebirds. Except for Pontiac Firebirds. Or anything um, else we... that the star was in. Yeah, as you exactly. Know. Yeah. So our, our, our friend the goon calls Springfield and says, it's done. Mm-hmm. It's not done. <laughs> but it's the and he says. Uh, this is Jim waking up in the hospital or Mike Musial waking up after falling off someone's roof. Yes. <laughs> friend of oh, the he... show, Mike Musial. Yeah, although he probably Jim probably looks better than Mike does. I imagine <laughs> just because. Well, first of all, because Mike's injuries are real. Yeah, uh, and I don't know. Mike fell off a roof, and yeah, it's just such a Mike Musial story, too, right? Yeah, I was on is. somebody else's roof. What? Why? Yeah, yeah. the o- <laughs> The only thing that would make it more Mike Musial is if he said, "I was on somebody else's room shoveling snow." Shoveling, shoveling snow shoveling snow <laughs> so we could deliver the fudge yeah, yeah exactly and i was also uh, fixing their wi-fi yeah. uh <laughs> oh, hope, hope you're feeling better mike i, yeah, I haven't really. spoken to him in a couple, couple days so i don't know how he's feeling but uh he's he's taught he's i know he's 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 listening to the show and he's good, watching good. the show as well so that's yeah. great so yes hello to you mike friend of the show mike musial um that accident should have finished you the doctor says which is in fact kind of what mike said to me about his yeah. accident um and he notices that the guy's filling out uh, a death certificate. And yeah. like what Jim says, hey, Jim, what Jim says, hey, Doc, isn't there, is there something you're not telling me? Or <laughs> the doctor's all exasperated. This isn't for you. I thought that was great. The, the exasperated, overworked doctor, you know, I've, I've, I know some physicians and I know people who are married to physicians and they all say the same thing that, yeah. you know, they do work long hours. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not like it's not a cushy job. It pays yeah. very well, but it ain't no cushy job. Uh, but yes. All right. Anyway. So uh oh, Louise is here. So uh and they're off to go pick up a car. And if you know Louise drives a Lincoln, which of course she does, because mm-hmm. she's uh runs a big business, like a big construction company. Of course she would have a nice car. Yeah. And who else is running mm-hmm. the used car lot but Gordon Jump? Yep, Gordon Jump, Mr. Carlson, and Gordon Jump had this really weird career because he 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 has a he, he has one character that is kind of like the most lovable, cuddliest human being ever in Mr. Carlson. Yes, and then he plays in one of the creepiest TV episodes ever as Mr. Horton, the bicycle man who tries to molest uh, um, Arnold Jackson in a different strokes. It's like, oh, like he plays this child molester. And it's like, oh. And also the Maytag repairman. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, he he was, uh, you know, it it was funny because he was around for quite a career. Uh, It was around for a long time. Uh, And he often played that's really that that child molester thing is going way against type because he's playing yeah. Mr. Carlson here, basically. Yeah. He's essentially, yeah. Well, yeah, and every actor has a comfort zone. I have no problem. Yeah. I'm not criticizing his ability. Yeah. It's 
you know, I, I've never been on a TV show. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying is people have a comfort zone, just like this is Jim Rock, like this is James Garner's comfort zone. Cause we've yeah. said before, this is Maverick, but with a car, yeah. um, you know, this, he's playing the same kind of characters yeah. he usually plays, which is like somewhat disheveled, really nice guy who just wants to yeah. do well. And is kind of exasperated with the whole world and doesn't really understand it. Yeah. And Gordon Jump seemed to be a, like a kind guy, like, cause he, he, he was a Mormon. He converts, converts to Mormonism and he gets a role on, on soap. And yeah. the story I heard was that the elders of his church didn't really want him to take this role oh, in soap. Didn't know that. Because of soap. Yeah, if you know, soap. you know, so, because, because of soap. There's a lot. And, of he, and he went and he looked at the scripts. He thought about it. He talked to the producers and stuff like that. And he came to the conclusion that they were wrong. Like like the the the, the elders, and right. that a person of faith could still play within this show, sure, and maintain their kind their kind yeah. of faith, which which I thought was really cool. Is he, it, know, it's, that's is, extremely cool. Yeah, you know, he because because he, he looked at it and he went, no, there's no problem with this. Yeah, right. No, I, I got that's that's really cool. I didn't. That's a great story. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> he says. Uh, he says, take it easy with this. He's going to lend him a car. He says, Freddie, you know what kind of driver I am. He says, my body shop has a good example because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's fixing Jim's car. Um, so Jim gets a Buick Riviera, like all Buicks, as I mentioned here, it's a muscle car for your grandfather, but yeah. um, it's a powerful hell of a, that's, you know, those, they all had V8s, all Buicks. I think the smallest Buick was only, was 35 feet long. Yeah. Um, these were not small cars. No. Uh, right. They got two miles to the gallon. Yeah, <laughs> on a good day. They're going downhill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we back to the cop shop. We see Garvey. Records show nothing on the fake IDs. Nothing. No driving record. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So they never got a ticket or anything. Yeah. Uh, now Jim asks Garvey to check out um, Springfield, right? Yeah. What's going on there? Because uh, the only, as you mentioned, it's the only lead he's got. We go off to the Hall of Records, which I think now is simply a website. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine I'm dead, yeah. dead serious, by the way. I think it's probably website records. A, a website and a whole bunch of really big server racks that have everything scanned, but yeah. not back then. Uh, no, now, now it's, it's like a, a, a bunch of shelves with the words death certificates written on it. It's like, that's, that's kind of convenient. Yeah. Isn't that great? That's exactly what he wanted. Yeah. Uh, I love the, you know, it's such a great seventies trope government worker who hates job. Yeah. So this woman clearly hates job, uh, is government worker. But it has benefits, so not going to give up the job. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's a good union job. I'm not leaving it. Exactly. <laughs> I love how there's a there's a room full of paper, but there's an ashtray there. Yeah. <laughs> when I was an undergraduate, you could smoke in the library at Western. You couldn't bring yeah. food in, but you could yeah. certainly bring in an open flame. Um, it's just great. Uh so the aliases died as babies and they didn't get a social security number. Um, and I know in Canada now, uh, yeah. well, I know at least 22 years ago, you, you got a social insurance number. I know that because my son was born. You just get one. And I think it's, yeah. it's the same even 30 years ago when my daughter was born. But when be. we were kids, you had to. Yeah. Yeah. And this is probably why. I think so, right? It's, pro it's probably a way of sort of preventing people from stealing identities. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because um, yeah, I had to apply for my social insurance number. Yeah, I, I went down to like, I wasn't called Service Canada then, but I went down no. to some government office. Yeah. 
filled out some form. I filled out some form, and and I think I took a a copy of my birth certificate, and then six to eight weeks later, it arrived in the mail, and I felt like, hey, look, I have actual ID. Yeah. I can get a job now. (laughs) That's why I got it, yeah. (laughs) Um, So it didn't always work that way. Um, uh, So you'll find out that uh, Genie's also a scam from the same set of these kids who died before being a year old which is why she can't pronounce her name properly yeah so it all makes sense uh jim asks are the dates of the death that's cross-referenced with the with the birth certificates oh sorry are the death yeah are death that's referenced are they cross-referenced with birth certificates that's i should have written here and i don't have that um well of course they are now (laughs) yeah and uh you know this doesn't really work anymore because of that you can kind of do it. Uh, there was a case of some sleeper Russian spies in Canada that that's how they got their identities. Um, but it stands up to no scrutiny. Like if you have yeah. any kind of check on anything. Yeah. So from what I understand, what I, what happened there is they kind of got lucky, got the identities, but then if you applied for anything that had any kind of like a, probably a, a passport, they yeah. go, that's not that person. That guy's supposed to be dead. So it doesn't stand up to any scrutiny, but apparently it can work a little bit. Um, yeah. Depends on what you get, what you're I looking think, for. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, uh, right. Uh, right. So then he, Jim runs over to the, uh, to a conveniently placed telephone booth. Um, and <laughs> he beats a woman that's played by Beerus, Beerus, Beatrice Coleman, Coleman, yeah, Coleman. Uh, to a phone booth. And she was going to place a bet, right? Yeah. She was going to call a bookie. Um, anyway, so she call, uh, he calls uh, and gives him the names. Um, and I love when he says, it's all on computer. I'll get right back to you. <laughs> yeah, because we really kind of see the, the kind of the, cha- the, the, the beginnings of what we might think of as kind of like the computer culture and the, you know, the te- technological revolution, which yes. we are, you know, obviously fairly well into now um you know whereas and it's interesting that the government doesn't have the computers no that's right but the private industry does because the private industry has the money yeah and it's you know one guy running his own little it seems in the show like a lot of people run their own small insurance agency i don't know if that's a thing in canada but i guess maybe it's a thing in the states i don't know um apparently anyway all four of these people quote died um and then (laughs) the thing what i like is jim then places a bet on a horse the woman had a like a hot tip yeah horse 20 to one so jim then calls his bookie and puts 20 on it yeah uh it's pretty good yeah um, and I, I first saw her in happy days she was the waitress yep. at, at happy days at Singer. that's right uh, she's also in wonder woman yeah that, that's right character in, in wonder woman yep uh and she died at like 50 or something yeah um, she had like cancer or something like that she was so, like yeah. she was like 50 51 when she died but yeah um yeah. you know but she was again one of those people you'd see in a lot of things playing yeah. a similar kind of somewhat yep. similar characters um and of course it's like i said the one she was going to make uh jim calls springfield insurance i put that in air quotes uh and then of course the secretary says he's at the track and of course, no, he's not. He's right there. That was a lie. I actually thought he was going to be at the track and the whole thing was going to come to a head at the track. I was hoping yeah, for that. Too. And then and then his horse wins and he gets extra money or something. I, I was yeah. really expecting that to happen. I wonder if the first draft did that. I don't know. Uh, right. So Jim goes off to the demolition derby site. Uh, 
And as I, as I note here in our document, Mr. Carlson, I fear your Buick Regal will not end well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, right. So Springfield's there and the other guy's there too. Uh, the other guy's driving a, a 61 Ford T-Bird. Like, mm -hmm. look, again, I don't know a lot about cars, but I know a 60, even in 1975, a 1961 Ford Thunderbird is worth a great deal of money. You don't yeah. do it. Anyway. <laughs> what my, I don't know. He goes there. Why does he go to there, Steve? I'm not sure. That's okay, the one good. thing of this episode. I wasn't sure why. My 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 thought was uh -huh. that be, because Springfield is there with the with the secretary, so that my initial thought was that Springfield wants him to go to the track, meaning Jim. Okay. But Jim thinks to himself oh he's at the track so i'll go to demolition derby place okay you know uh, um and that they kind of end up that you know because because springfield is doing something in demolition derby track so he wants to throw jim off yeah okay but jim jim wants to know that he's not going to demolition derby meaning springfield so that he thinks but that falls apart yeah okay thinking Yep. When we find out that Jim has called the cops. Yep. That's right. We, 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 so he would have known that he was going to demolition derby place, but we don't know why he thought, why he knew that. Yeah. And it was never, I don't mind not being, having everything explained to me. I really don't. Yeah. Cause I can usually figure things out cause I'm not stupid, but this just yeah. seemed like an, I wish they would have explained yes. I, that's yeah. because it just seems like, Oh, look how can very convenient. He's where the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I anyway. thought he was, go he was making sure that Springfield wasn't there. Right. And Springfield was making sure Jim wasn't there. Okay. That's a good guess. That's it's it's better than anything but, that was said in the show. But like I said, that falls apart when we find out that Jim knew that he was there. Yeah. And he called the cops. And he called the cops. And that the stadium, the the track stadium, it's full of police. Like there's yeah. tons of them. If it was And today, it's weird yeah. too, because they don't tell us that, but then we as we'll find out in a minute, we get a lot of exposition. <laughs> coming up <laughs> yes exactly so there's there's a little uh, as when you would of course guessed a yep. little smash up derby little demolition derby here and of course jim wins the demolition derby because he's jim rockford uh and of course the, i think the cops are there <laughs> so the cops show up and uh like the lights come on and there's just uniforms everywhere uh, if this was today there'd be an entire There'd be tanks, you know, yeah. with the militarization Swat of teams. police. There'd be yeah. airtroopers, airstrikes, air paratroopers. Yeah, they'd be softening it up from the from the USS Iowa. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Um, now this is the part where you said the ex exposition thing. This is they didn't really have to do this exposition. They should have done the other exposition. <laughs> yeah. When Jim explains yeah. to Garvey what's going on. But as I said in the documents, this is yeah. this this is for the viewers who had to go to pee during the show. Because uh, yeah, you, you, yeah. you could if you missed the show, you didn't know what was going on. So this if you had to pee during the episode, this was for you. This was for you. Uh, of course now we can where we can pause it and pause. stuff like that. It's yeah. it's not a problem, but yeah, you know. Yeah, it's funny. I remember I remember explaining to my children things like, you know, when I was a kid, you had to wait until shows were on TV. You couldn't yeah. just watch whatever the hell you wanted whenever yeah, you wanted. I, they look at I, me I, like I'm insane. Yeah, I said I said that to a class once and some guy just says, you know, 
that must have really sucked. And I was like, I said, yes, it did really kind suck. Of, but you know, you just went, okay, well, that's not going again till next Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll move yeah. on. Uh, but I, I, and this that falls into under, under one of the one of the, the shitty things about the seventies. Yes. Was that if you missed the show, you could hope that gone. it would be on again in four months in the summer during reruns. Yeah, exactly. But that was just a hope. Yeah. Uh, so Jim explains the scam. Um, it's fine that it's being done, but it, it's just yeah. it's so yeah, damned I, obvious that it's. Just and I was funny. a little bit confused here because he explains the scam to Garvey, the birth certificate scam. But I thought Garvey would know that. You think he would have figured it out? <laughs> like, like you know, because this is a thing that I think happens a lot at the yeah. time. Yeah. That Garvey would be at least aware of, of it. Yeah, and I think he would have figured it out just because yeah. he had all these fake, like, you know, it seems pretty. And he's a cop, right? I mean, yeah. you know, and, 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 and as we've seen in, in this TV show, they don't play cops as being stupid. No. No, that's right. right. The, the cops right. are competent. They they're know competent they're at their jobs. That's right. You know, and so Garvey should be smart enough to figure this out. I know. It's a, it's a strange thing. I think they needed extra time, which they could have used again, explaining Probably. why everyone went to the demolition derby. Yeah. Um, and then we get the little denouement, and yeah. um, she calls, by the way, she calls Garvey lieutenant instead of sergeant. Yeah. That happens a lot in this show. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things about the old police squad show was how Frank Drebin's rank would change moment to moment and he would even yeah. introduce himself as i'm detective lieutenant frank drevin sergeant police squad yeah <laughs> or sorry i'm sergeant frank De drevin detective lieutenant police squad those are three different things at once uh it's great um and then you know mentions how they're going to have uh, this is the they go back to the uh, mr carlson <laughs> yeah. uh, he says he's going to put his car out there in front and say drive uh, wreck of the week drive carefully which i yeah. like also, she doesn't. Jim doesn't want to give her the money. Like, no. I think it's cool actually because, um, what happened is like he won't take the money. Yeah. But then it turns out that he found she found a way to pay because she's yeah. paid for the car. Yeah. Right. So he really has gotten paid. Yeah. Because usually he doesn't get paid, or if he doesn't get paid, it's because somebody's that didn't pay him. Um, yeah. Here he's like, no, 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 no. I don't need your money. I know you, yeah. etc. I'm doing this as a favor. And then she's, it turns out that she's fixed the car. And I yeah. think that's, and, then, that's, and that's when she could then sells out to the fascist space lizard. Exactly. And that's when the face space, space lizards show up and screw up everything. Jerks. What a miss, Steve. Um, I don't know if one, one, one is a missing and two is just, uh, two others are just sort of things that I wanted to mention. Sure. The first, the first one, the, the miss one was, um, she, uh, Jim tells the government lady, um about the scam as oh, yeah. if you know he as if he's sort of letting her in on this kind of loophole there's a leap loophole here like he's yeah. he's doing his civic duty and she goes well aren't you a genius <laughs> right you know, and it's like you know it's like i don't care it's like it's yeah. above my pay grade exactly i'm i'm just here to point private detectives to, to the, the sign that says because you can't read it apparently yeah. yes um uh, two, and two things that I, I just want to now I know they're probably um, it's probably a result of the fact that they're used cars, but there was a car for sale. Yeah. At the big guy's place for three thousand four hundred ninety five dollars. It's like wow. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I could um, put that on my credit card. 
exactly. Like, I probably could put that on my credit yeah, card. Yeah, I'm saying I, I, I did some quick math, and yes, I easily could. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Crazy, um, right? Of course, um, not today's car. You couldn't. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I just like to point out that uh, Ms. Zimzik, yep. um, her flares on her, on her jeans were magnificent. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. You, she gets an updraft and, and, and it suddenly becomes up and she's, she's floating, she's floating away. Yeah. She's like the flying nun, except yeah, it's, exactly. it's the flying Zimzik and she's yeah, got, exactly. uh, you and, know, and, just dip, yep. and it's her bell bottoms that yeah. are doing it. The flying Zimzik. Yep. The, the flying, flying Zimzik. That, that, uh, yes. that could be a prog band. <laughs> the name of a prog band. <laughs> yeah. And they just, just uh, the album covers just got, I don't know. Uh, castles and yeah. orcs and stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and hidden yes. somewhere, everywhere, an image of the eagles. <laughs> it all, it all comes full circle. Yes. Where's Don Henley? Find Don Henley. <laughs> I don't know, but I found Don Felder. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, right, Steve. You got anything to plug? I do not. I have not done anything other Except than mark papers work. and and stuff. So I've I you know uh, Jason Book and I always keep talking about doing something uh, for season two of Project UFO, but oh yeah, we haven't gotten around yeah, to doing anything. So I have not done anything podcast like. Okay. Uh, I did a new episode of Best Episode Ever this week. So you want to been six months already? Up- yeah, exactly. I uh, want to check that out at bestepisodeever.com. Jamie uh, will be happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're probably not. We revisited two shows, so he'd probably be angry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's see what else. Other things are happening. All loud caps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really mess in loud caps. And also, uh, let's. Oh, you know what? Uh, you should also check out Boeing's Bastards at Boeing'sTons.com. How about that? Yes. Okay. Uh, and on that note, we'll play. I don't know. Should I play the news report first and then go into the Eagles? I think so. Sure. Right? Instead yeah. of the Eagles, then the news report. Yeah. Because if people say, I don't like the Eagles, then they'll turn it off. That's right. So what they can do is they can skip forward a minute, two minutes, minute and a half, and then they can yep. hear the Eagles, or they can just listen or to just the whole listen, thing. Or, or stop, stop right now. Just stop right now. Do whatever the you hell want. you want. Go ahead. You're adults, most of you. Um, I presume. I, I, I would assume. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't so know. send your send your age into Oliver Rockside. Yes. Uh, and on that note, I will see you next week, Steve. Okay, bye. Ground in Moorgate, it was an ironically lovely day, made instant nonsense of by the horror which, with the regularity of a procession, came from the station entrance. The rescue workers toiled, working in half-hour shifts, because that was all they could stand in the thin air and the thick dust. They brought up the lucky ones, and you can call them that. The stretchers were conscientiously attended by nurses and doctors with plasma. It took hours to get them out. An ambulance man said, we're trying to do the whole thing through the hole the size of a child's blackboard. It was six hours before they reached the front coach. The cries of the injured were silent by then. All you heard was the rescuer's cry of hacksaw blade, hacksaw blade. There was no room to use anything larger. as had to be, the van with the coffins arrived and the dead, who had had to wait to give a chance to the living, were loaded on board. The survivors told extraordinary stories. Well, it was pain. The of the public was quite remarkable. Queues at a local blood donor's centre formed immediately. They waited even when told the centre had enough blood. Well, it's... To reach the front coach and they had to cut through the roof and floors of the other two to do so. 
By the time the camera team was allowed down into the tunnel, there were no signs of the casualties or the two survivors who were at that stage still trapped in the front coach. Of the third coach, the other two coaches. Platform 9 was choked with helmeted firemen, policemen and ambulancemen. Doctors and nurses were also carrying out on-the-spot medical work on the platform. was brought out on a stretcher. The other person who is known to be alive but still trapped is a young man and there are reports that surgeons are having to operate to free him.
mouse pointer there it is okay <laughs> i should i should leave that part in where's my fucking mouse pointer